Welcome to another episode of the CDW Life Nuggets Podcast with Pastor Cher D. Wigley, where the Word of God is the foundational truth that we believe and live. It's life for our spiritual and practical application. Tune in, hear the Word, and prepare to be empowered to manifest and maximize life. And now, a message from Pastor Cher D. Winkley. Happy Tuesday to each of you. Um, I am so glad that you're here. Uh, I'm, I'm happy about today. It's another day's journey. I'm sure some of you know the song. It's another day's journey. And I'm glad. I'm so glad about it. I'm glad that you're here. And uh, we bless the Lord for our guests that we have on. Uh, today or whatever time you're listening to this. Um, I thank God for them taking the time to uh, participate with us and to share with us. And I appreciate you for taking the time to uh, take a listen. I want you to, before we begin or as you are tuning in right now, to um, listen intently. Today's conversation and discussion um, is important to the believer's uh, life and uh, what you and I believe to be so as to what pleases God. Um, and then also, I'd love for you to share the video or uh, let someone know that you are listening to the podcast. Um, I'm so grateful that when we uh, release the podcast on Spotify and on Apple and on Google Play, uh, that there are people who share how those podcasts minister to them and how they uh, bless them. And so I thank God for that. Hi, Angeline. I thank God uh, for that just to know that you all are listening at your own downtime and that it's ministering to you and blessing you uh, at the same time. So I thank God that you're here and I'm looking forward to uh, what we're going to be discussing today. Today's topic is the importance of worship. The importance of worship. I think uh, somehow based upon our traditions and the routines of what we deem to be our religion and our, our denominations, that we relegate praise to uh, a shouting music and a, and a resounding sound that causes us to do uh, great footwork. And, um, and then we limit worship to, uh, now lift your hands and worship. And, uh, and sometimes those two realities become uh, performance driven and have a foundation of performance as opposed to uh, a life mantra that I'm not just worshiping God with my hands and my lips, but I'm worshiping him with my life. And so we have um, uh, great men of God that are my brothers and my friends um, that I believe are um, ministers of worship. And we're going to be talking with them uh, in regards to that. The Bible says in John chapter four, um, verse 23, before I bring uh, us on, uh, that the father is seeking for true worshipers and uh, believers, for those of you that are listening and those of you that are watching, um, we should we should be found by God. That should be our desire, that God is not searching for us as he was uh, Adam in Genesis chapter three. It's not that God didn't know where Adam was. It was that Adam was not in the place of intimate fellowship with God as he was before prior to his fall. Um, and so we move into John and we realize that uh, the father is still seeking for worshipers. And I don't know about you, but I don't I don't want the father looking for me. I want to be found by him. And so uh, without uh, further ado, if you will, I want to introduce um, those great men of God, brother, friends of mine that are here. Uh, we have uh, Pastor Jonas. 
Um, Pastor Jonas, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely, absolutely. And then we have Pastor Eric. Hi there, my brother. Hey, hi. How's how's everybody doing? And thank you for having me here as well. Absolutely. And then uh, Pastor Isaiah. Hello, Pastor. <laughs> hello, hello. It's so good to see you guys. It's been months since I've seen you all, so it's good to see you. Bless God. Uh, Pastor Edwin will join us uh, shortly, but uh, we've, we've all talked about um, wh what we're going to be discussing today. And uh, as I stated, you know, I think that sometimes we don't realize the importance of worship in the life of a believer. Um, and uh, I, I want to hone in on what that reality is. Um, the world is going through a very tumultuous time um, and there are pains in the uh, wombs of the world and uh, also uh, pains in the wombs of the, of the church, of the body of Christ. And while we are searching for many answers in different places and avenues um, that may be comfortable to us, uh, I think it's important for us to find out what it is that, that is most comfortable to God and, and that is worship. And so I want to talk about what the origin of worship really is. Um, I think if we start at the foundation, then we can alleviate all of the, um, the ambiguous realities about it around it. So what is the origin of worship for whomever uh, would like to, whichever one of you want to answer that first? A suggestion will do that first. He just put you out there. <laughs> <laughs> just sacrificing me. But I, I think it's a good thing to do uh, the John the Baptist for the night song. I only try to make room for the greater than I to come and share. But I'm really excited to be here uh, this evening. I mean, when you mentioned the origin of worship, uh, it's only Genesis chapter. 125 and 26 that comes to mind and with your permission if you don't mind i could um i could read that for us genesis Absolutely. chapter one yeah let me find it and for those of you genesis. that are watching if you could type that genesis chapter one that would be awesome too genesis one and beginning <clears throat> at verse 25 I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let me read the King James. It's easier for me. Okay. And God, I think that's the same thing. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind and the cattle after their kind mm -hmm. and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And mind you, the use of his here is not after God's kind, but after the kind of very animals we're talking about here. And God saw that it was good. Then in 27, he says, and God said, let us make man in our image mm -hmm. and after our likeness, if you want, let us make man in our image and after our kind as well. Right. And let them, so there's a, there's a colon there, 
And then he says, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And Bible says in 27 that so God created man in his own image and in the image of God created him, male and female created he them and he blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. And I mean, you can read on and on and on, but if you put 25 and 26 in contrast and try to draw a correlation between the two verses, um, the writers of the book are very careful to state that all animals had their kind. Right. So the creator sees a relationship between the things that he created, but sees no relationship between himself and any other thing. So in seeking for fellowship, God now brings in the concept of man. Yeah. The essence of man is so that God can have his own kind too and fellowship with him. So the dominion mandate, which we, I'm sure my, my bishops will talk about that later, but I'm just talking about the origin. The dominion mandate that we talk about a lot is actually birthed from a place of intimacy. Right, right. And I'm just saying this because it comes to mind now. I'm sure it will be elaborated later. But the very essence of the creation of man is fellowship. And that fellowship after God's kind, somebody that God can relate to, somebody that God can talk to, somebody that God can play with, somebody that God can sing over, and the person sings back to him. God was looking for somebody to interact with. He saw that all he had created was good, but he mm -hmm. had no one because uh, the, the, the language code of the animals, even though he could understand, he could not um, he could not connect to them at the same level. Right, right. There was no fellowship. There was no fellowship. So now he yeah. says that, let me create man after my kind, and out of that fellowship is going to come dominion. Right. So the very origin of worship is the very creation of man. It so is the essence of our creation and the reason why God brought us on earth. Number one, so he will have a man after his kind. Dominion is not the first origin. And I know most of us are very comfortable to jump to um, um, our worship as, as our song or our song party. But you see, our song is only a spillover of the revelation that we have of God. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. What he wants to do. Yeah. What he, let me let me take it this way. Our revelation of God, okay, who he is, right? What what he can do, number two, number three, what he wants to do. And the role we play in what he wants to do. I hope These that you all are listening intently. This is so good. Go ahead, Pastor. This are the four dimensional phases of worship. Yeah. I've created the earth. I want the earth to be tended for, to be catered for. But mm -hmm. I bring a man and I have an agenda. And I want that man to fit into the agenda. So you see, 
until we find our purpose in Christ and in God, worship hasn't even begun. Ooh. So wow. purpose is critical in the issuance of our songs of adoration because it is a revelation of who God is, what he can do. But in intimacy, we don't just see what God can do, but we see what he wants to do. God can do everything, but he doesn't do everything at the same time. Yeah. So our ability to see what he wants to do in this time, out of this, the, the, the intensity of our fellowship with him, mm -hmm. and finding the role we play in that. Right. Brings us to a realm of alignment and glory that brings a song out of our spirit. And that's why I say that our song is a spillover of our revelation of God and who he is and what he wants to do or what he can do, what he wants to do and the role we play in it. I think that's basically what I can I can say for now, just, just to allow my bishops to... Um, <laughs> so our song is a spillover of our revelation of God. That is so powerful and potent because I think that we sometimes, and, and again, it's about performance. We sometimes think that as long as we sing sweet melodies and as long as we can um, invite the crowd to join us in worship or in praise, and then we're talking about uh, church, however it may be, whether you're in a building or not. But, but we relegate God's acceptance of what we offer to him based upon performance. Um, but understanding that what I give to God, it's in, it starts in here. It's an internal revelation of who God is. And my worship, which is not just me lifting up my hands, not just me singing, but it's an offering, a sacrifice of my life, is a spillover of the revelation of who God is in my life. And so that's that's so powerful. My uh, pastor Edwin just joined, so I wanna bring him in. Hey pastor, how are you? I'm good, thank you so much. Good, how are you doing too? Good, good to see you, good to see you. Greetings and greetings to all your listeners and my brothers from Ghana, Africa. <laughs> yeah, well, Ghana Americans on your show now. <laughs> Pastor Eric just just took us in about the origin of worship. We're talking about the origin of worship, the intimacy of worship, the warfare of worship, and the power of worship. And so, uh, since Pastor Isaiah uh, offered Pastor Eric to go up, I, I want you to share. <laughs> I want you to share what the uh, power of worship is. If if you could talk to us about the the power that lies in worship and um what believers can tap into relating to that fellowship that pastor eric was talking about if we just understood the power that lies in our worship all right um it's it's right. once again it's a great privilege to be here i i think pastor jeshron just uh opened up our spirits to something really deep deep and wonderful yeah um so yeah. just taking it just continuing from where he is coming from now if worship is a revelation of god and that the songs we sing is a spillover of that revelation when you look at power power has a lot to do with the issue of influence and ability to change things 
right. to suit the counsel of God. Now, from the, mm -hmm. the, the few thoughts that he shared, he talked about the fact that there's the place of what God can do, what God wants to do, and our role in that. Now, when we, when we are engaged in worship, it is our participation of that which God wants to do in our place. Mm -hmm. So worship, if, if that is the mindset, then worship now goes beyond the issue of um, entertainment. So the dominion mandate that man has is actually established through worship. Right, right. right. We're, we're having a discussion and then, and I will not want to, I want us to just, I just want to enjoy it where, where we're coming from, where Pastor Eric just brought it from. Okay, so that, there's that interaction there's that interaction with God, the revelation, the spillover. Now, in, in, in that expression, we also bring to bear what God is, what God can do. The Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. Right. It is God, God in his fullness is expressed when the saint is engaged in worship. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's out of a place of revelation. And um, when, I, when I think about this, I also think about what happened to King Jehoshaphat. All right, in Second mm. Chronicles chapter 20. Yeah. Now, the Bible never said anywhere that Jehoshaphat was supposed to come up with a team to sink. It is nowhere in the Bible. Rather, he received the word from God and assurance from God as to what God was going to do for him on the day. Uh, yeah. Now, Jehoshaphat's response as an expression of faith to what God can do in that situation decided to praise him from that revelation. The revelation that I should hold my peace and that God is in control. From that place, he began to sing with his people. And as they sang, mm -hmm. that reality in the rest of the spirit now became what was on ground. So power makes flesh. What is the intent of God for me? That's good. So somebody is sick, but in the intent of God is divine healing. Mm -hmm. By that revelation, a spillover, there is a, there is a transference of that reality into the person's experience. And that is where the warfare of worship comes through. And that is why anyone who really understands this, look at Paul and Silas. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. No chain could hold them down. They understood this. So in the midst of the chain, it's not about what, it's not about the, the good happening, but it's about the God happening in us. Right, right, right. So in the midst of that calamity, they turn their chains to symbols of praise. And out of that revelation, begin to declare his goodness, declare who he is and what he is. And then we see the dominion, the, the God taking charge, the, yeah. the praise of Jesus being yeah. seen. And the end result is that even the person who had been selected to take care of them, the, the warden, gave his life to Christ. And that is the amazing power, the power and the, 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 the warfare dimension, okay, of worship. Yeah. You just said something. You said it's not about the good that's happening to us, but it's about the God that's happening in us. Yeah. And I, I, I hope that you all heard that and even heard me repeating yeah. it. It's not about the good that's happening around us and what things we can celebrate in terms of us being able to see the hand and the move of God. It's about the God that's happening in us. Greater is he that's in, mm. not about. Right. And so when we understand that as we are praising and worshiping God pertaining to our lives, because this is a problem that Jesus had with the Pharisees. He said, your lips serve me, but your hearts are far from me. Mm. So God is looking mm. at the perspective that a believer has in the posture of a person's heart within 
So again, I just, I had to repeat that because that was so powerful that it is not about the good that's around us, but about the God that is in us. We're talking about things versus a person, the good and, and God in us. And so that was so powerful, so powerful, Pastor Isaiah. Uh, Pastor Jonas, if you could share with us, uh, we've talked about the origin of worship and how uh, our expression in songs is just a spillover. Um, somebody can just type spillover. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a spillover, my God, of the revelation of who God is, it, who God is to us and in us, and what role we can play regarding that. And then Pastor Isaiah just talked to us about the necessity of understanding the transference that God is a God that we cannot see, but that He dwells with within us to fellowship with us so that our perspective can change from external and earthbound to internal and e to internal and eternal. And uh, so Pastor Jonas, if you could talk to us um, just about the, the uh, intimacy of worship and how a believer needs to come to understand the importance of having intimacy, the importance of having intimacy, the importance of having fellowship with the person that we are worshiping. So I'll, I'll allow uh, you to, to share that with us. Okay, so if you don't mind, if you could turn turn your volume up for for us. Oh, okay. Can you hear me now? Am I okay? Yes, yeah, so a little. It's a little bit better. Okay. All right then. So I need to speak up a bit. Let's try. All right. So we are having a very, very deep uh, discussion. I'm taking a lot of notes. Um, I'd like to go, you know, a little back into um, where Eric was. I, I don't mean I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but if there's a way that you could turn it up just a little bit more, that would be that would be helpful. Is it okay? Oh, that's better. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we got to make sure we hear these nuggets. We, we have to hear it. All right. So, um, I directed when very good. This is what I do. I did full of man for the He went to Genesis 1 and he spoke about Yes, it's spillover. Somehow, <laughs> I can we can hear you, but it's very, very faint. Uh, it's, it's very faint. Let me try and work out the microphone here. If you could, if you could raise your voice as if we're Cheyenne or something. So let me, let me work on the microphone. Let's let's let me, let me Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Pastor Edwin, <laughs> while <laughs> while Pastor Jonas gets his sound together, it... I mean, Jonas knows I'm going to pick him on on this after the meeting, so I'll pick him on, on this. <laughs> It's, right not, it's just not it's not the first time he's done this to us you know <laughs> jonas we are in america as we are speaking so please change the phone and come back 
Okay. All right. So, uh, <laughs> he's so silly. While he fixes his sound, I want to uh, for you to talk to us about the. Uh, we've talked about the origin. We've talked about the warfare. Pastor Jonas, when he gets his sound together, he's going to talk to us about yeah. uh, the intimacy, um, or rather, we talked about the power. So, if you could share with us the uh, the warfare of worship. And uh, and and lead us into that discussion. Okay, is it me? Share is yes, it me? Yes, it's you. It's you. Please, can you hear me before I start? <laughs> can you hear me loud? Yes, you're clear. Okay, good, good. I I want to first of all thank you for the opportunity. Uh, I greet uh, Pastor Eric Jeshron and Pastor Zaya, and of course Jonas, who is fixing his his device. Uh, I pray that by the time this warfare of worship is through, he would have victory in his in his communication <laughs> gadget. Amen. Anyway, <laughs> quickly, um, I came to meet what Pastor Eric was talking about, about revelation and what we do as worship leaders. Yeah. I wish I'd come in a bit early to hear what he had said, but the little I heard, um, I think was, was very good. And um, what Pastor Zaya also said, and, and what was just running through my mind before I touch on warfare was um, the fact that there is a vicious cycle when it comes to worship, in my understanding. Worship will first be our response to the revelation of God's word, God's will, God's work, God's worth in a, in, on the earth, yeah. you know. And then we would respond, the quality of our response to that kind of revelation through these means. And then he would also respond back to what, how we responded. Yeah. You know, so it, it goes on and on and on in that way. That is how come, um, um, and therefore, the, the power of worship in that sense does not depend on the masses voice. It depends on the response of God and the responses of God will will not just be measured by testimonies or tangible realities or manifestations because God can God can be moving in the forest but you and I are here we will not know and we will not hear about it uh, what I mean is that God can move in the silence God can do a work in our lives as we are talking what we are doing is that somebody can listen to us and tell that these are worshipers of Yahweh. Yeah, these yeah. are people who worship yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Why are we singing a song? No. What are we trying to do? We are talking about God and you can tell our loyalty to him. But yeah. the power of the worship is not how well we talk about him. It is when he responds. Mm -hmm. That is why going back to what Pastor Eric was saying, that the, the the effectiveness of worship leaders is not so much just how well we sing and and all that but really how much of god i mean responses we have and that is when we would see the power of god and i want to believe that maybe pastor zaya said this already that in worship we are creating something that is already happening in heaven an atmosphere and an environment and creating yeah. the same here on earth for him to come and have his will if that is not there if the people are not worshiping god 
it it hinders him from doing some of the things he wants mm -hmm. to do mm -hmm. so much everything about worship is 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 we first responding to him and he also responding right and that is when we come to warfare right um, worship has so much power that when we begin to place god where he belongs when we begin to surrender to god and we know that the battle is not ours we know that Mm -hmm. he is a warrior then we begin to see him act in that regard yeah um, we've seen like pastor zaya mentioned also in the book of chronicles jehoshaphat's story that god like a mighty man of all steps in when the people began to um acknowledge him in and and he fought their battles the last thing i'll say about just the dimension of warfare in worship is the 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 aspect about order in worship mm -hmm. uh, and i'm referencing the story of joshua uh when they were going to when he was a leader of israel and they were going to take or oh, i'm um, going to fight against the the people uh, uh jericho sorry bringing down the walls of jericho and mm -hmm. we see that he was not himself a worship leader so to speak a singer a musician yet he's able to map out how god wants his people to move into the camp of the enemy yeah and when the priest and the musicians could blow and follow the instruction guess what there was victory mm -hmm. so as much as we want victory in warfare there are protocols uh, in worship there are protocols when it comes to warfare and right. we must respect the protocols and and how 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 we um, how we obey our leaders, how we take instructions right. and all that also also influences the victory we have even through worship um, in our battles. It, it's so I'm, I'm so glad that you brought up the order and the the, the necessary protocol <clears throat> because I think sometimes uh, we blame the spirit of the Lord uh, for our disorderly conduct. And um, we make it seem as if our um, lack of uh, honor and <clears throat> approach to those things that God put in place pertaining to the order that pleases him, um, that, that it's okay for us to do whatever we want to do, however we want to do it, and, and blame it on the spirit of the Lord leading us to do so. But, but the order of worship and the protocol of worship in terms of what ensures victory in our direction is important for us to know. Um, how God wants a thing is just as important uh, as the fact that he wants it. Um, the, the, the structure and the way I share with uh, our church all the time that if God is as meticulous about his temple, his earthly temple, and he spends, you know, in our Bible, chapters upon chapters, talking about cubics here and put cubics right. here, use this particular right. wood here and this silver here, then how much more is he um, as meticulous and as adamant about the very same thing pertaining to one, our temples, as our body says, as Paul says, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And then secondly, about the thing that pleases him. And so uh, I think it's important that we understand the protocol or those things uh, that please the Lord so that victory can be yielded in our direction. Because the bottom line is, is that there will be victory. But but yeah. in order for victory to be extended in our direction, we've got to be in God's proper order. And so I'm so glad that you brought yeah. that up. So I want either one of you can answer this. How do you 
uh, I want you to take a moment to minister to a person who struggles uh, in and with, and I think to some degree we've already um, sort of pinpointed that with Pastor Eric, but how, how do you minister to a person who struggles in the area of, um, of worship, knowing what that is, knowing how to tap in, if you will, knowing how to have that private, intimate um, fellowship and moments with God that yields a lifetime. Because I think that we have encounters and we may have experiences, um, but those are temporary and God wants something more permanent that yields, um, that transcends into eternity. So I want one of you, whomever, to minister to a person you know, in lieu of what it takes to have that consistent fellowship and that consistent intimacy that pleases the Father. Uh, I'll leave. Let's go to leave Pastor Eric and uh, Pastor Zaya to do justice to that. I, I guess that's Pastor Zaya right there. Man of God, we are ready. Our hands are we are ready for you. Our hands are lifted. <laughs> we receive it. You know, I told Pastor to do this. I mean, he's the one leading us today, so I don't know why he's sounding about to be bro. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. He's on you. You know that the Holy Ghost speaking to you. Let the Holy Ghost rest. Yeah. All right. So let me just say something. Um, so the question is how how does how how Mister the one who is yeah. struggling to keep that consistency? Um, your new birth has brought you into a certain relationship with God, and uh, He is the one that works in us both to will and to do of His good pleasure. And all that we have to do is yield yield to what He's working in us. And that is why I said earlier on that it's not about the good happening around us, but the God happening in us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we, we, we think that it's by our strength, because by strength shall no man prevail. All right. But yielding, yielding to the working of God on the inside of you. Yeah. Um, I, I remember um, I was studying something about spiritual disciplines. And, and one of the things that was brought to our attention, we're looking at the fact that there's a need for you to do the working house for God to do the working in. Set the atmospheres. I believe in taking the word of God. Be a student of the word. All right. Um, you are the temple of the most high. You don't need any special thing to come before you. Say, come before is that come boldly to the throne of grace. So we take message. Yeah. It's 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 just you take the step, and there's grace there to take you on. All right, there's grace to take you on. And if if in any way you have you have fallen in the on, on you know in that on that path. God is so eager to have you than you want to have him. Mm -hmm. And that is why we must learn to open up to the love of God for us, all right? The love of God for us. Um, and so if, even if you've, you've, you've struggled before, don't, don't allow that guilt in. Just step forward and come. come just come. He's, he's just eager to hear from you. you know? So it's about he working it in us. Just have to yield. Just yield and open up to him. Um, none of us, I don't think any of us here has... It's had that you know perpetually smooth journey, but one thing that is very consistent is the perpetual dependency on God and realizing that He's all I have, nothing else, nothing more. He's all I have. I'm stuck to Him. Mm -hmm. That allows you to open up to Him, and then He keeps working. We move from glory to glory, from grace to grace. So if He didn't work yesterday, come on, there's another day for you. 
grace is available. Work that supported. I am what I am by the grace of God. But the beauty about Paul's own is that when the grace came, the grace was not left fallow. Grace was used. Grace was used. So use it and get there. That's yeah, good. I would just like to also add to what Pastor Zaya has said um, that. Like like he said, if you have the new best, mm -hmm. uh, you are you you naturally uh, belong to your father's house. You are part of your father's house. You are not an outcast, you know. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you, the relationship is still there. Uh, you just have to build the the fellowship, and I guess the question is that I've dropped out. And first thing I'll say is that, you know, when we become born again, uh, or these days, the messages that comes to us on from the pulpit makes it sound like it's always going to be a smooth journey, constantly. Right. I'm so glad. Yeah. And, and you are always feeling high out there god is providing your yeah. needs god is doing a b c d and i was telling a friend that be, be, when you know the power of his resurrection uh please don't forget there is also the fellowship of his suffering yeah uh, it's, it's a zigzag you know zigzag thing you go up you come down you go up you come down it's just like when you look at uh, you have an opportunity to observe the telemonitor in the yeah. hospital and the person is on the deathbed. Yeah. Um, if the person is breathing and is alive, it's zigzag. If the person is not and is dead, it's a straight line. God is not expecting a straight line because that yeah. means gone. God expects up and down, up and down. Then and and is breathing, breathe out, breathing, breathe out. Yeah. That is life. You have to get it, mm -hmm. else you you would think that God has abandoned you. Right, uh, right, and weak love. I like to say, weak love is still precious in the sight of your heavenly father. Right. Weak mm -hmm. love is when I'm struggling to love him, I don't feel it, I, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I don't think this is the best of me, but he still wants you anyway to come. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you are listening to us and you are struggling, listen, the, the most important thing about worship is not how much you say to god is how much he responds to you and you keep responding you know mm -hmm. uh and and, and like I, I have come to understand that worship is about communion communion is the word sharing right he shares his strength mm. i share my challenge he has no challenges he yeah. shares victory with me so if you hold on and never share your weakness mm. guess what be exchanged. The Bible says that he gives us the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That's the exchange. So never be afraid of your weak love. Just keep coming and keep loving him. That's good. I'm so glad that you brought that up because um, just to reiterate what you said, I think that we sometimes paint this perfect picture of everything is smooth sailing, if you will, and we don't address those moments where um, it's, as you termed it, weak love or where we feel weak or where we don't feel like it or where we are struggling. And sometimes when people are struggling um, because those things are not addressed, um, the valley gets the best of us. Um, when you learn of God in the valley, he's a God of the valley, just like he is the God of the hills. 
And so those are not the moments to abandon your posture of worship or to abandon your faith. But those are the moments where the Lord prunes what it is that causes you to doubt him. And he strengthens those areas so that you can know more of him while you're in the valley. So I'm so, so very yeah. glad. I'm so very glad that you brought that up because um, for some, this this year of 2020 <clears throat> has afforded a lot of valley emotions. Um, you know, for some people that are listening and that are watching, um, it, it's afforded those realities of whereas you thought that things were going to be great, it didn't pan out that way. And so to be able to, to discuss handling our low moments or handling those valleys um, still with the posture and the attitude and the mindset of worship was so very important. So I'm glad, I'm glad that you brought that up, Pastor. Uh, you know, Pastor. If you don't mind, if you don't mind, I mean, oh, while Pastor Edwin was, was, was speaking, John chapter 4, which you started by quoting, comes to mind. And when he speaks yeah. about weak love, and when you are talking about struggle, that's that's the woman at, uh, by the well who met Jesus right. comes to mind. And one of the things that the Holy Spirit was telling me while Pastor Edwin was speaking was that we find that the woman, even though she was struggling, kept going to the well. Mm -hmm. And the well of the right atmosphere coming right. into the place where you can draw strength, you can draw worship, you can draw on prayer, mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. of the brethren. She kept going until one day, she didn't have a regular encounter, but she had an irregular encounter. Wow. You know, sometimes when we when we are weak, we tend to avoid the wells because mm -hmm. of our weaknesses. Oh yes, coming to with joy, Isaiah twelve, with joy, we draw from the wells of salvation. Yes, so if you believe that you are struggling and you need help, keep exposing yourself to the right people, to the right environment, to the word of God, to prayer. Don't stop praying because you fornicated. Don't stop praying because you stole something. Don't stop praying because people judge you. Just keep coming to the world. One day, Jesus will meet you there. Because the truth of the matter is that, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. you don't mind. As to when God reveals himself to us, it's his choice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God will not meet me at the same dimension he met Pastor Ed, Edwin and Pastor Isaiah and Pastor Jonas. He will not meet us at the same dimension under the same circumstance. I mean, if I start telling my story, I've come from very far. These are SU men of God that I'm speaking to. I came from very far back, you know, <laughs> of the desert <laughs> into, into, into fellowship. And I realize that sometimes the way church is done and the way things are done at the well may yeah. make you feel that you don't qualify to come and fetch but oh. just keep coming one day when you know do you realize that she went back with the her jar empty but her heart was full oh. the bible says that she dropped, her, she dropped her bucket and ran into the city yeah oh. now it wasn't her you know, maybe you may go to church and it's the music, it's the entertainment you're enjoying. But yeah. one day, God decide that just because you expose yourself to the right environment, he's going to meet you there and now feel the void in you. The real thirst was not for water from the well. The real test was from for the person of Jesus, which was revealed to her. So I think one of the things we need to do is never stop going to the well, even in your weak moments. 
keep going to church, keep praying, keep exposing mm. yourself to great worship music. Yeah. It's not the time to give up all the things you are doing. Just keep coming to the well. One day the master will meet you there. Mm. That's so good. Don't allow your weakness to cause you to withdraw from the well. That is right. I have something. Yeah, I, I was about yeah. to ask you because I saw your hand go up. So I knew. <laughs> Something you know, why Pastor Joshua was speaking, the scenario of Mary and Martha came to mind so mm -hmm. clearly. Mm -hmm. All right, Martha is so full of activity, mm -hmm. wants to mm -hmm. feed Jesus, but Mary is so interested in being fed with Christ. Yeah, sometimes we we we, we get so caught up with the activity, you know. Jesus doesn't need your food, he is your food, he wants you to feed on him. That's what makes God happy. He yeah. wants you to feel him. It's about you. That is why he's there. You understand? And, and we, we should stop seeing God as man. God is not man. Mm -hmm. He's not man. You understand? He God is not fed up with you. <laughs> I mean, mm. he, he, the reason yeah. you slightly woke up, let me put it this way. The reason you slightly woke up because God still has a plan for you. And his grace is not oh. frustrating because of you. God doesn't get it because of you, because you're feeling now and then. No, I'm a father, and I know everyone here is a father. There's a father. The fact that my daughter or my son, you know, um, gets himself dirty or doesn't mean that he, he, he loses the, the place of being my son. He is my son. And it's my delight to clean him up, keep teaching him. A time is going to come. He, he will know what to do. God does not give up on us. So, Let's stop thinking like man. Let's stop thinking like where we are coming from. Let's stop thinking like the, the parents that raised us. Let's let's see God differently. And this is why I keep encouraging every Christian, no matter what, stick to the word of God, study the word, read right, it. Right, right, right. Because we are blown away by any kind of wind of doctrine. Why? Because the God that sometimes we, we present to people, I don't know what God it is. But the God that I know from the scriptures, oh boy, he said that he has four dimensional love. He said that there's the height, the length, the depth, and the breadth of his love. I'm yeah. in love. He so loves you that in height, he's making intercessions for you. In depth, that he died for you. That love is, is, he can be frustrated by you. So don't give up. I tell you all the time that the only way to stay away from darkness is coming to the light. Right. Simple. Simple. <laughs> oh my word! Oh my word! My word. I, I just, I just remember the scripture that um, God spoke to Abraham, Pastor Sher, and He said, "Walk thou before Me, and be blameless." Walk mm -hmm. thou before Me, Abraham, and be blameless. Mm -hmm. uh, if you think think it through, it is not one of those scriptures we can. Is we may have turned it and make it seem that. God is telling Abraham, if you, if you, if you are blameless, you walk before me. No, yeah. yeah, Abraham, I want you to live in my sight, and by living mm -hmm. every day in my sight, you will be blameless. Abraham was mm -hmm. not blameless. I mean, <laughs> when he read Genesis, when he met and had a covenant with Abimelech, Abimelech told Abraham, Abraham, you dealt with me falsely before. He reminded him. <laughs> so, but before God, he was a righteous man. Yeah. Why? God takes pleasure that he 
he be, that we can live in him make mistakes in front of him not behind him not yeah. getting it right without his glory so just to top up with what mm -hmm. my brothers have said that keep coming to the well broken or not broken successful mm -hmm. or not successful oh, there yeah. are others who are successful and they never come to the well yeah. again there are others who are mm -hmm. not successful and they never come and others who are successful who also never come but keep coming because it's it's better to be let me say it this way it's better to be walking towards god limping or broken right. than walking high heel mm -hmm. with your swag on your mm -hmm. way to hell mm -hmm. what you just said it's better to make mistakes in front of him than behind mm -hmm. him that i'm yep. still maintaining my position in front of him sharing that intimacy and that glory with Christ. So Jesus says in John chapter 17 is the last uh, prayer that he prayed before his Passion Weekend. And he prays for uh, his disciples. He prays for the future believers. And in the latter portion of John 17, he, he says, Father, I share with them my glory as you have given it to me. And, and that always leads me to believe the reality of the fact that, that the glory of God is not something that we have to beckon God for because Christ freely shares that with us and understanding that that is found in his face, that is found with who he is prior to Christ. It is that we have to hide behind God where Moses, uh, Exodus 33, where he says, no man can see my face and live, but we see him. We see him in Christ Jesus. And so to know that God does not want me to run from him, but to run into him so that I make fellowship mm. with him changes my perspective about who I am and my relationship with him and what he expects of me and what he wants to do with me and through me as well. Um, so I thank God for you saying that. Pastor Jones, you wanna chime in? Um, whatever it is that the Lord is saying to you about what we've discussed thus far. <laughs> Can't. <laughs> don't do it don't do it i think in my side i'm so good do you think possibly it's the headphones is it maybe if you just talk into your phone until yeah i was gonna suggest that okay it's better yes is it okay? Okay, so I'm thinking that yeah, yeah. Okay, so now this is what I was saying that we serve a God that does not drive us out, but always draws us in. Mm. Uh, if you look at the, the issue of the prodigal son, it is it is it is us who always runs away from God, but is the God who drives us out. God is a God who from 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 Genesis to Revelation, man has always tried to run away from God, but he always makes a way for us to come in. And and that is how you know as believers we always see that uh, our our father's arms are widely open. And whenever we run to him, he he will, he will hug us and embrace us. And I, I want to tell you that uh, I'm speaking to somebody who's listening to us, and I want to tell you that it doesn't matter where you find yourself, where you are situated or where you are located, know that God's arms are widely open, ready to embrace you. So he, he, you don't mm. need to 
You don't need to um, listen to what others are saying. And you don't need to listen to the religiosity around you. You all you need to do is to search within you. Because you see, you know, it's in the image of man. It's, it's an inherent of our spirit to always draw to God. Because you see, we are made in the likeness and the image of God. And the likeness and the image of God is the spirit of God in us. So you see, whenever we, 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 we try running away, we can run so far, but still the God in us keeps reminding us about our Father. And if you look from ages past, man has always tried to run back to God. You know, and, and I want to tell you that... Um, um, who are listening to us, don't be, don't be worried, don't be, don't be so downhearted. Allow God to embrace you, but run back with his word to embrace you. So just to sum up what you said, that we don't need to run from God. We don't need to, yeah. we, we don't need to run from God, but that we need to run, run to him and that he always makes a way for us to, bring to, us to him. yeah, to bring us back to him. Is that a thumbs up? Is that is that what you were saying? Yes. Good, yes. good, 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 good. God, God always draws us in. He doesn't drive us out. Yeah, yeah. Wow. From God, whilst he draws us in. Right, right, mm. right. The, the purpose of the, the torn veil at the death of Christ gives us an opportunity not to be in the outer courts um, and not even to dwell in the inner courts, but to uh, fellowship with Christ in the holies of holies. And so uh, I completely agree with you, and and, and I appreciate you for uh, sharing. This is this is why it's important to hear with your spirit and your ears in moments where things are not as audible. <laughs> it's important where you got to hear with your spirit and with your ears at the same time. <laughs> I think Pastor Jonas doesn't just have to come to the well; he has to sleep there and get his phone healed. <laughs> You know he was going to say something. <laughs> well, I want you all. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to call you right after this. <laughs> um, I want I want you all to, uh, as as we've come to a close, just to share any uh, final uh, thoughts or anything that the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord, is laying on your heart to to share with those that are listening and those that are watching. Um, and then uh, we'll close out in prayer. Um, whatever it is, final thoughts or final administrations that you want to share with those that are listening to us. All right. I think I'll go first since I pushed a suggestion first earlier. So uh, <laughs> I lay myself on the altar. <laughs> a living sacrifice. Yeah, a living sacrifice. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I, I want to say, okay, bro. I could actually go to and then, uh, <laughs> so I, I could just say this, and then you, 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 you. No, let me say it. Don't say it. Yeah, that was <laughs> but um, you know, so I, 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 you were still want to speak. Let me finish. No, sir. No, you do yours. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. I want to say a big thank you to Pastor. Thank you so much for allowing us to be part of this. Um, Oh, there's so much, there's so much awaiting us in him. There's so much yeah. awaiting us in him. And I think one of the one of the aspects of the subjects we didn't talk about was the issue of uh intimacy in worship. But I if you yeah. if you if you listen to everything we've said so far, I think it stirs you up into intimacy. When you know that God is eager to have you, right. God is not God is not sending you out, He wants you in. Um, you know the power in worship and on all of that. You know that we 
we were made from him and, and, and our dependencies on him. I think all of that will lead us to that place. We are in a very interesting season. The only yeah. place for the child of God to be is to be in your ideal environment. And the ideal environment is a manifest presence of God. Mm -hmm. And that manifest presence is not waiting for you to give a huge seat for you to walk in that dimension. I once heard a great man of God, um, uh, very powerful, he said something that divine presence is provoked by men of understanding. That's All right? good. And I believe that what we've shared today to a large extent by the help of the spirit has opened us up and get to know that worship, worship is not just about singing. And let me repeat what Pastor Jeshon said at the earlier stages of our discussion is a spillover of the revelation we have of God. And truly God is not hidden. God is not hidden. It doesn't yeah. delight God to hide him himself away from us. If he delighted him to hide himself away from us, then Jesus would not be in here. Not, Jesus yeah. is the revelation of God. And if you've embraced Jesus Christ, you are on the perpetual path of constant revelation of God. And that revelation leads to spillover of worship and the circle continues and the power continues. The dominion continues. It's glorious. Mm -hmm. Stay tuned in his presence. That's <laughs> so good. <laughs> Go ahead. Wow. Wow. All right. So, <laughs> so I, I think that one of the things that we also need to say is that sometimes there's a tendency to be obsessed with the encounters and the experiences in what we call mm -hmm. we call worship or wow. the yeah. adoration. But the, I'll still stick with John 4 that we we read when you started. We didn't read, you quoted it at, at the beginning. Uh, the essence of all the revelation of God that we're having is so that purpose will be revealed. Yeah. So it's actually purpose evokes worship and worship clarifies purpose and that cycle continues. So the yeah. closer we get into with him, the more our purpose is being revealed. And ultimately, uh, the encounters are supposed to provoke a certain, um, um, you know, let me just give this example. There was a time when, while we were growing up, my mom and my dad used to look, look alike mm -hmm. to ask the children because of the level of intimacy between them. Right, right. The worship encounter must provide a Christ or must produce a Christ likeness in us. Yeah. Such oh. that after yeah. the left the world, the people now followed her to Jesus. Right. A certain Christ likeness must be produced through the encounters and the revelation. You know, our generation is very obsessed with revelations. Oh. And we use words, we use very huge words effulgence, revelation, dimension. We use all those kind of words, very huge English in our day. When I hear some of our young, younger generation preachers, I'm very excited. But the whole essence is that Christ must be produced in us in fellowship so mm -hmm. that men will see him and follow us to him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Please. So that there is no worship leader celebrity created so now we are worshiping the worship leader instead of the one that he's supposed to lead us to. Right. We are not leader as champion. We are leader because we're supposed to draw people in. And yeah. let me just mention what Pastor John mentioned. is so important. God wants to draw us in, but I mean, how would they come unless a preacher is sent? Yeah, yeah. So the people that God is going to use to draw in, I'm sure there are a lot of worship leaders here, is, is all of us who lead worship and lead songs of adoration in our churches, we are supposed to lead the people into Christ. Right. I thought about um, uh, where Paul says, imitate me or follow me as follow Christ. And if you look at our base text, 
John 4, when she says, come see a man, and she's inviting those to come uh, see Christ. And later in that very same chapter, the men that came to see Christ did the exact same thing, invited others to come and see. And so the, the purpose is for people to not just hear about your encounter or your experience, but to experience the person that you have the encounter and experience with yeah. That it's not come see me and and look at what the Lord has done for me, but Ooh. look at the Lord. Period. <laughs> uh, experience Him, see Him, and so I think if as worship leaders or as worshipers or as believers, if we could take um, the masses that follow us, whether it be in our churches on social media, and point them to Christ, and and. Let it not stop at what we do and how we do it and how well we do it and the accolades that we receive because we are doing it, but point people to Christ himself. Uh, then that's when uh, worship can yield results. And worship does do that. Uh, worship is not just a feeling and an emotion of a moment. It is that which yields results to please God. And the results that pleases God are the souls that have an encounter with him so that he can deposit his spirit and those who have that encounter so that he can duplicate himself in the earth again, so that when he returns, he can find faith. The bride of Christ can be ready, uh, having been made by the spirit of God until Jesus returns. And so I'm, I'm so glad that uh, pastor said that pastor Dawson or pastor Jonas, if you'd like to say anything before uh, we close yeah. this podcast, this has been so good. What is the Lord saying? Yeah. To you? Uh, I'd like to go ahead before pastor Jonas, um, comes with this powerful device. Um, <laughs> please forgive me. <laughs> well, um, thank you, Pastor Eric and Pastor Zaya for this wonderful thought. My thought, my final thought will be about um, the woman at the well. And as my brothers were speaking, I was just thinking, um, when I stand on my, on my church podium and, and I'm leading people in mm. worship, uh, there's one thing amongst many things I see, and it makes a lot of difference. Time will not permit us, but one of the things I see is that sometimes I see in the midst of the congregation, those who are desperate. Mm -hmm. And last week's worship is gone, and they've gone past it, and they want another one. And the next one, they would want another one. Yeah. I'm talking about desperation. Yeah, you see, and desperation is what causes certain responses to be different. You know, if you are so desperate, mm -hmm. somebody that's why if, if you are so desperate, somebody can even mislead you because any way people people respond to you matters. Right, uh, right. The woman was desperate for her husband, somebody to satisfy her mm -hmm. emptiness. Mm -hmm. But she met all the other six. It did not. They responded all right till Jesus responded. And he made a lot of difference. My point is that if we want that intimacy, what, yeah. what the fire of intimacy lies in desperation, that oh, you are yeah. never finally, never satisfied. You yeah. long for it. Um, and that is what will, will that's that is what will make a pastor thinking that he has a wild sermon in his head and he's he's a he's a head pastor, he or yeah. uh, let's say a worship leader, knowing that he's written many songs, he's a good worship leader, still 
throw himself down there when others are on the stage mm -hmm. leading because every day you are desperate. It is said yeah. that David never relegated any moment of his intimacy or his desperation to any man. Abiathar, where are you? I don't want you to go and see God for me. I yeah. want to talk to him myself. So desperation, I pray that if you're hearing us, God will kick you into that fire of desperation where you are never, never satisfied, yeah. never satisfied any moment till God keep responding and responding and responding. You keep responding back. Amen. 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 Um, I hand over to Jonas. I think you're saying thank you and you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm so glad that you. I'm glad that you're here, uh, Pastor Eric. If you could, uh, if, if you could pray us, uh, pray us out. I appreciate each of you. Uh, like I said when we began, it's good to see uh, you all. I don't think I've seen you in a in a couple of months. So I'm so glad that, uh, or yeah, it's been a while. So I'm uh, good to see you all, and uh, and I appreciate your time that you've shared uh, with us and just <clears throat> the word that you've deposited in our, in our hearts and in our spirit. And for those of you that have listened and, or are listening and, uh, and are watching, I, I pray that you have gathered a greater understanding about, um, what we've talked about, the origin of worship, the, the power of worship, the warfare of worship and the intimacy of worship and, and, and know what it is that God desires. Um, and that after having heard this or spending this time together, uh, that God does not have to search for you, but that you can strongly declare mm -hmm. that um, that you are found by God. Um, the Bible says again that the Father seeks for true worshipers. Uh, the Father is seeking for true worshipers. And uh, and as I said when we began, I don't want God to 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 be looking for me. I want to be found by Him. And so I pray that those of you that are listening and/or have listened or are watching. Um, that you can make that declaration in your spirit and out of your lips that you are found by God as a as a worshiper that produces uh, results that pleases Christ Jesus. 
And so um, we bless all of you for uh, spending time listening. I want you again to uh, share the podcast. Feel free to send your notes um, as to how the podcast has blessed you. Share the video as well. Uh, listen to the replay. You can find it on uh, Spotify. You can find it on uh, Google Play. You can find it on uh, Apple Podcasts as well. But listen to the replay and let these words minister to your heart and to your spirit. Pastor uh, Jeshron, you could uh, pray us out and then we will uh, dismiss from there. God bless you guys. Amen. If, if, if you don't mind, Father in heaven, how we love you. We lift your name in May your kingdom be established in our praises. As your people declare your mighty word, blessed be the Lord, God your throne is eternal and none shares with you. Thank you that there is none that can compare to you. Yes, Lord. Isn't it amazing that you chose weaklings like us? Men that were reaching off, men that were headed for destitution, mm. and you decide to inhabit us because you put out your in our mouths. Father, we thank you. Yes, no. If there be any strength in the praise that you put in our mouth, yes, if there be any glory in the worship that you put in our hearts, and together with everybody viewing tonight, we thank you. Thank you, thank you for not writing us off. Thank you for opening us up. Thank you for meeting us at the well. Thank you for drawing us in. Thank you for divine intimacy. Thank you for the power of worship. Thank you that right from the beginning you us to do this. Thank you for various mm -hmm. ministries that are gathered today. We give you praise and we thank you. Thank you for your your maiden, your servant, Pastor Cher Winkley, that you have given us a gift to the world. I pray for increase on every side. I pray mm -hmm. for my brothers also, Lord, that unite our hearts for this work of the kingdom. Yes, mm -hmm. Lord, continue to reveal new dimensions to us. Anything that's a stumbling block to see you clearly, Lord, take it away. There's still more in you that you're looking for, Lord, give us more. And if any of us, including myself, any capacity in any area, Lord, help us. Yes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. God bless all of you.
watching and tune in um, for the next podcast. Thank you, my brothers. I love you with my heart and uh, we appreciate you for, for being on. Thank you very much for having us. God bless you. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to the CDW Life Nuggets podcast. To get more information or if you want to hear a repeat broadcast, download the Share D Weekly Ministries mobile app on the App Store and also available on Google Play. Or you can visit shareweekly.org. May God bless you and heaven smile richly upon you. This has been another CDW Life Nuggets podcast. Until we meet again, remember to manifest and maximize life.